you would please turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15. Our focus today will be verses 39 through 42, part A. I'm just into the part thing right now. Uh, But the flow of the context comes out of 35 through 49. So we'll read 35 through 49, and we'll ask the Lord to help us to hear. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? You fool. That which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. All flesh is not the same, but there is one flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh of birds, and another of fish. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one, The glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for the star differs from star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. And if there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last man, the last Adam became a living spirit. However, spiritual is not the first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth. Earthly, The second man is from heaven. As is the earthly, so also are those who are earthy. And as the heavenly, so also those who are heavenly. Just as we were born in the image of the earthly, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. Father, help us to hear an amazing truth that exists in this text. Father, help us by the power of your Spirit and your people draw deep into this, understanding the magnitude with which it is given, but also understanding the tremendous privilege that is enveloped in that magnitude. Father, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Help us, Lord. Help us. In Christ's name, amen. Our resurrected bodies, that's what he's dealing with right now. And it comes out of that verse 35 where there's basically two questions asked. How are the dead raised? Now, what the heck do they look like? I mean, that's basically what it is. I know that's sort of a spin on it there, but that's basically what he's asking. Okay, you know, I, and it's, it's, he's already laid out the proof and the power and what happens if you negate this and if you compromise on this truth. We've already dealt with all of that. And then he gave us the illustration that you see there in verses 37, 38. Um, that it's like sowing a seed with your own hands, fool. You bury a dead seed and up comes this thing out of the ground. And it doesn't look anything like what you stuck in the ground. And he says, it's all around you when you watch this. So he's answering these two questions. How is this 
possible. And in verse 39, he begins with the form of the resurrection. And he's just kind of going a little further about this thought. Okay, brothers and sisters, this is one of the most awesome texts that you will ever read. Okay, and I would really challenge you to know it and to be overwhelmed by it, to be absorbed by it. It will literally change your actions and your thinkings as you go forward. All right. He starts it out there. First little phrase you see in 39, all flesh is not the same flesh. Okay. He's saying, you know what? Don't get hung up on how can we possibly have a different body. Whatever goes in, hey, is that what comes out? And he's already used the illustration of the grain. It isn't. And he says, why? Why isn't it for us? And he's basically got the argument here. God has all kinds of bodies. God has all kinds of flesh. He has celestial bodies. He has terrestrial bodies. And don't you dare limit God. Remember what he said in verse 38. God gives it a body just as he wishes. God can give anybody that pleases him. And that's how he does it. Every seed produces its own plant depending on the will of God. You don't believe me? My wife can plant a seed and I can plant a seed. And it will only be by the will of God that I will grow anything. Oh, well, I've, I've known that for a long time. Will of God. And everything that is planted has its own flesh. Brothers and sisters, this verse 39 is fascinating. Okay? Listen, there's an interest that I have in this verse that, it, it's, that I can even... I want to look at it from a scientific viewpoint for just a second. Okay? He says here, all flesh is not the same flesh. Okay? Now, at a cursory view of that, we say, well, duh. Okay? Right? I mean, you can just look in the room. All flesh isn't the same. I mean, you can even take your gene pool and it changes. Okay? And I, I think there's something here we need to know. Okay? And, and I did some things here. And I'm going to make you guys, you guys going to have to do some little homework on your own here. Because I went into this a little farther than what I wanted to. And I didn't, I was just, and so I had to come away from it. Because it's resurrection and I'm not there. <laughs> okay? But I want you to think about something here. He says here, all flesh is not the same flesh. And he goes back to something he didn't even know at the time. You know what it is? I mentioned it briefly last week. Amino acids. Yay. Sign me up for amino acids. Do you know that in 1985, this is the number that I got, 1985, there are 600 octodecillion combinations of amino acids. You know how many zeros that is? Octodecillion? 
600 octodecillion. Do you know how many zeros that is? I'm not telling. Because it likes to hurt my brain. It is almost immeasurable. That was in 1985. Okay? It's like more than a bazillion. <laughs> By several octodecillion. And the reason there are so many is that because the amino acids are the building blocks of flesh, living organism. Okay, listen, this is beyond DNA. If you got no amino acids, I don't care what you got for DNA. DNA is the blueprint, but if you ain't got no amino acids, it ain't happening. Okay? Uh, when you put the building blocks together, you know what they produce? You. The amino acids in each of us is our own little set. You know, I look at uh, that back row over there. Mom, daughter, daughter, and Jake. <laughs> okay. And yet, they're different. They each have their own set of amino acids. See, no two people are the same because of amino acids. Your amino acids is the building block in you that makes your complexion the way it is, the color of your eyes, your hair the way it is, how tall you will be, how short you will be, how old you will live. It's all based on your amino acids. What wrinkles you have, your hair thickness, your hair lack of <laughs> thickness. It, will, it controls your growth patterns. And guess what? Every single person is different. Every single person is an individual. But I want to take it even farther. If it's alive, it is based on a building block of amino acids. Okay? Every single flower that has ever been grown or has is growing or shall ever grow is an individual and is absolutely unique and will not be duplicated because of the amino acids. Every animal, every, every blade of grass is individual. Okay? Kind of takes all the fun out of saying, you know, no two snowflakes are the same. You know what? No two anything are the same. Did you know that? And it's based on 600 octodecillion combinations of amino acids that cause it. There are no two anythings alike. Not even identical twins. Every living thing has its own set of amino acids. Paul summarizes it, all flesh is not the same flesh. <laughs> and I don't need a microscope. <laughs> Jesus told me. Listen, I, I want to give you that, and here's the reason I want you to get, get this. There's a great 
argument that's going on in Christianity today and has been for a number of years. And that right there, what I just gave you, is the greatest truth against evolution. Because of the amino acids, evolution is absolutely emphatically impossible. It's not improbable. It is impossible. Okay, I can't take this combination of amino acids, no matter how bad I want it, and make it become a kitty cat. It will be Terry. And, and you can't, you know, I've watched people who literally believe it's what you eat will change it. Let me tell you something. I love you guys. I'm going to try to say this as nicely as I can. Everything you eat comes out. <laughs> That's just, and I'm just really not going to detail it any more than that. Okay, listen, you could live on Kentucky Fried Chicken every time you want to eat, and you are not going to get feathers. Okay? And the reason is, is that the amino acids in combination with your body will produce... You. Period. You know what? I don't even care how many hamburgers you eat. You are not going to move. Ain't happening. The combination of amino acids is so too, so unique to your body that the only thing that your amino acids can ever produce is you. If you take a rose and you take the amino acids out of it and you give it a production class to it, guess what it will produce? A rose. Listen, they try to tell me that a lizard became a bird, became a man. I don't care how bad that lizard wants to fly. The amino acids are not going to let it. It is impossible. And I don't care how bad a bird wants to have a hand with a thumb. It ain't going to have it. Listen, it's not improbable. It is impossible. Please hear me. This isn't suggestion. This is science. Science says the building block of the flesh is amino acids and it can only produce what it is. Please understand that. And you can't even cross it. Well, what about a snake becoming a lizard? Can't. The amino acids of the snake is going to produce a snake. And I don't care if you prop it up in a tree, it'll still be a snake. It can't happen. It cannot grow feathers. It will not grow hollow bones. And it will not fly. It's impossible. Please hear what I'm saying. I have watched Christianity think, well, maybe it's possible God created. No! The very basics of science says impossible. Okay? But here's what he says. The Bible says there's all kinds of flesh. And all the flesh is not the same flesh. That's what it says. Look, there's one flesh of men, there's another flesh of beasts, another flesh of birds, and another flesh of fish. Okay? 
God, now listen, grab hold of this for a second. Because I, I just want you to stretch out your head. God has no problem when it comes to manufacturing. Okay? And he does not operate on an assembly line basis. He's not stuck with a certain model. If you go through the list, uh, the insurance list on which cars are stolen the most, what you'll find are the cars that are stolen the most are the ones that have as more replicas with the interchangeable parts. Okay, GM is huge. I mean, GM because GM, Chevy, and some of the Mazdas all go together. And then you can go, it goes down the line. I mean, you can look at some of these little bitty pickups every once in a while and you think, well, that's a little, no, that's not a Ford. It's a, it's a, what, what is that? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's Zuzu. Okay. But it looks like a Ford, which, you know, so, but it's replicated. And then they just put a different sticker on it. Say, look, there you go. All right. God has never made two anythings identical. Think about that for a second. Did you ever talk about that? Never. 6,000 years of creation. When it comes to living things, no two living things are identical. You ever thought about that? That doesn't freak you out. I just, you just sit there and go, no two living things. When I thought about it, I was like, all right, let's say here. No two blades of grass are identical. Wow. And I think wow is sort of an understatement. I, I don't understand it. I can't grasp that. So whatever... Listen, God can make anything... Anyway, because he's limited, limitless in his capacity, anything he wants to make and he'll never replicate it. And he doesn't have to. He doesn't even run out of, hey, well, let's try this. So don't say whatever goes in is going to have to be what comes out. And that's what he's arguing here. Well, what will the body look like? Whatever God wants it to look like. Well, what will, I mean, will it be like six foot tall? I mean, you know, blue eyes, gray eyes. What, what's it going to look like? Whatever God wants it. I can tell you this, whatever goes in the ground will not look like what went in. Praise God. Right? Listen, if you start doing that, you're starting to mess with God's creative abilities. And if he never made two living things in the history of creation that are identical, what is the limit of his creative ability? Oh, oh. Gives me a headache. That's 600 octodecillion to the 45th power. <laughs> All right? That's like a bazillion gazillion. Like a lot. 
Okay, but look what he says next. This is so good. Because he says, you know what? You take the flesh that is out there, the living things that are out there. He says none of them are the same. You take all the birds in the world and you say, you can't say they're all the same, can you? You know what? He's, he didn't know it at that time, but I know it today that you can't take two robins and then be the same. You can't take two dodo birds and they are the same. Dead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because <laughs> all the dodo beds are dead. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll move on. I'm glad everybody caught on to that one. Look at verse 40 says, but there are also heavenly bodies. Now watch what Paul does. He says, if this makes your brain hurt, check this out. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another. Uh Uh-oh. Not only are the bodies terrestrial, earthly, there is also celestial, heavenly. And you know what? Both have glory. So now he just expanded. He says, now I want to show you what God is about. You're worried about how is he going to raise the dead and what will they look like? He says, let me explain to you. Do you understand that in the heavenlies, no two bodies are the same? The blades of grass ain't the same. None of the planets are the same. None of the solar systems are the same. None of the universes are the same. None of the two planets in a universe are the same. No two stars are the same. Should we go on? The angelic host. Number more than the stars. No two are the same. What? Creative ability. I hear people say, I need to stretch my creativity. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. You know what? He takes this. I look at this and I said, you know what? If you take a flower and you take the sun, our sun, any flower, I'm thinking that there's a lot of difference. Okay, a flower is nice, and you know what? They have a glory to them. I was opening up to my text, and I found an old squashed rose petal in my Bible. I'm not really sure why. I think somebody either got married or should have gotten married, or I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Anyway, it's in my Bible. I love flowers. I, I like now. I'm talking about the flower, not not the thorns. Um, because if you ever touched them, the petals of flowers, whether it's a dandelion, uh, whether it's a, a daisy, whether it's one, uh, flowers that just are pretty and I don't even know what their name is. Flowers. Okay. See, I can't even be creative enough to think up a bunch of names. But anyway, they're fascinating in your hands. Okay. I mean, even that rose petal I just had right there, it's dried and it's, it's just been a while since I've done a, a wedding. So it's, it's been dead a while. And yet there's a texture to it that is not like anything else. And yet I can take two roses, put them side by side, and they are unique. It will be that one rose. And yet I get a week out of it. Right? Ah, well, maybe more than that. You can add some kind of preservative or something in the formaldehyde. I don't know how you do it. 
keep water and may keep dying. <laughs> anyway, um, right? And yet there is a glory, a manifestation, remember that word, it, that is just unique to that individual. Now take the sun. It's only been around 6,000 years. And yet it has a, a glory to it. Okay, and yet there are stars out there, suns out there that are thousand times bigger and brighter than ours. And they've been around 6,000 years too. And that's the glory of the celestial. Whatever you see here on earth is not what it's going to be up there from a human viewpoint. I don't know how it works. He told the thief on the cross today, you'll be with me in paradise. You know where that is? Up. Well, it is. It's up. Where? Up. Right? Well, are you going to hold your breath while you're going through outer space to get to up? No. It's not the same. Listen, the flower's gone in about a week. The star's been there since God created it. You look at the flower, you look at the star, you know what? There's no comparison, and yet they both have glory. And we look at it from a human viewpoint, and we look at it here, and then we look at it there. I remember the first time that I ever seen an earth rise, when the guys were on the moon and the earth came up over the horizon, and you just sit there and went, oh. I mean, you knew that the earth was like a great big ball and had continents. I mean, you got a map on the your wall and it's got a little kind of things. But here all of a sudden the bugger is. And you can see the jet stream and the storms and things moving across and you're sitting there going, huh, go figure. We've got a bunch of little radio controlled cars on Mars right now. Well, that's what they are. You guys think I'm kidding you? You got some guy, now we have to wait two days for it to change. Why? Because it's only traveling at the speed of sound. Anyway, and a guy takes a little bitty shovel on one. He finds this white stuff, and they think they got a Martian snowball. Okay, look, there's snow. You know what that means, right? There's water. Yeah, it looks like everybody's thirsty on Mars. I, you know, and they said, well, you know, this means there could have been life. If you're expecting all life to be like me. But what makes you think that you have to have that? Why? Because there are heavenly bodies up there that aren't like ours. I mean, do you know that Jupiter has got more moons than we got? And you know, none of their moons are like ours. What's up with that? I thought they were all made of Swiss cheese. Two kinds of bodies. He's gotten a big picture here. You have earthly and you have heavenly. And Paul is saying, you know what? Between the earthly and the heavenly, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. So in the resurrection, the body is going to be different. The glory of the resurrected body can be infinitely beyond what we can conceive. Why? I have an earthy body right now that's trying to understand heavenly. Listen, I'm not talking about the heavenly where space is. I'm talking about the heavenly where God is. And I'm thinking that the one that is here and the one that will be there 
are a little bit different. Just a little bit. Are they not? That's what Paul's argument is. Verse 41, there was one is the glory of the sun, the other is the glory of the moon, and the other is the glory of the stars. For a star differs in star and glory. He takes it another first. Now I want you to read this word glory because we're going to deal with this in the next few weeks. The word glory here literally means manifestation. Okay, the sun manifests itself as a brilliant light, right? I mean, you go out right now and look up at the sun, you will have tears in your eyes quickly. Okay, but you can go look at the moon and yet it's bright, is it not? But I can look at it. I can look at stars. I can look at Andromeda. I can look at, oh, what's his name's belt buckle? I didn't make it in astrology. Astronomy. Orion. Right in his navel. Just blow it. Can't miss it. Everybody says, you see that? It looks just like a... <laughs> looks like a bunch of stars. <laughs> yep, they're shaped like a... Well, that's a big dipper. Sucker leaks, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I look at that stuff and think, okay, somebody's sitting around thinking that up. That's the ones that look at the clouds. That looks like a rabbit. Looks like thunder. <laughs> Ticked off rabbit. But listen, stars differ. Listen, when you look up in the evening sky, stars look alike, right? But you know what? A lot of times you can take a pair of binoculars or a spotter scope or a telescope and you can look at two different stars and guess what happens? They ain't the same. Now think about that for a second. Have you ever really been out? I mean, get out in the mountains where there is no light pollution. What thought that up? Anyway, there is no light pollution where all you see is the stars. Get up above tree line and try it one time. It will freak you out the number of stars that are out there. Okay, and guess what? No two are alike. And they all have different levels of glory. They all have different levels of manifestation. They all have different brilliances. That's how they literally age a star right now is by its color. And they found that no two stars have the same color. Fascinating, don't you think? So it goes back to this. Whether you're celestial or you're terrestrial, no two are alike. None. God is limitless in his capabilities for creation. Do you understand the word that I used? Limitless. You know what that means, right? You ain't go to limit. Okay, for 6,000 years, everything that he has created, there is no two alike. Okay, so Paul is basically coming back, and I'll use my terminology here. How stupid can you be to think he can't put this thing together in resurrection? Okay, I mean, what, what will the resurrected body look like? I'm thinking yours won't. It won't look like nothing. Why? It's dark where you're headed. <laughs> if you're that dumb. Well, how's it going to do it? If you cremate somebody, you'll have this reincarnated stack of ashes. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. 
But see, that's what they think. Well, if it went in there and it looked like this, when it comes back out there, it probably lost some weight because it's been dead for a while. But hey, listen, there aren't no limits to what God's creative creative ability is. Seeds vary in the earthly bodies, and every heavenly body, celestial body, it varies. Every one of them. And you know what? There's a bunch of them up there. And resurrected bodies, guess what? Use the word glory there, and what do you have? Every resurrected body will be manifested uniquely. Uniquely. See, verse 42, if you take that first phrase, it literally fits in with 41. Here's how it should read. There is also a heavenly body and earthly bodies, and the glory of the heavenly is one, the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, there's another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For the stars differ from star and glory, so also the resurrection of the dead. He literally is laying in what glory you see manifested in the celestial is going to be outdone by what? The resurrection of the dead. They will have a glory, a manifestation. The resurrection is dead is going to be one kind of glory, and it will be a different glory. It will be different than any other kind of manifestation of glory. Any kind. I want you to think about this. I got two ideas when I thought about this. Okay? In this text. One, the resurrection of the dead will be different than the body here. (laughs) That's good. Got it? All right, got it. I uh, worked on some fence posts yesterday. Um, Have you ever had broken off fence posts? There's an amazing phenomenon with broken off fence posts. You can't put another one in the hole until you get that old one out. And bugger, is that a pain? It is better to go lay a whole new fence line than it is to try to get those out. I replaced four of them yesterday. Today, my body is ready for resurrection. It hurts to raise my arms. It hurts to hold a pencil. Okay, even if it's like a small pencil, it hurts. And you know what? The ibuprofen and naproxen and all the rest ain't doing a thing. Okay, and my body says, go resurrection. (laughs) I'm ready for a little glory here. So it's going to be different. The second thing I want you to think about this. In the resurrection, the bodies we possess will be different in some sense. And they'll be different than each other. We're all going to be different. John chapter, 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. Let me read that to you really quick. Oops, three, two, sorry. I wrote it down wrong. What can I say? Beloved, we are not children of God, and it has not yet appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when we appear, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. Now, I had people who tried to tell me by that verse right there, we're all going to be 33-year-old males. That ain't what this text says. Just as there's a different manifestation 
in the heavenly bodies, there will be a different manifestation in our heavenly bodies. We will be unique. You know, think about it for a second. On the Mount of Transfiguration, okay? Two guys show up. Who are they? Moses and Elijah. Okay, now, in case you didn't know it, they'd been dead a little while. Okay, and yet, for somehow, they were standing there and they were different. And yet, these guys who were there with the Lord knew that they were Moses and Elijah. And I'm thinking that they didn't have like a picture. That looks like Moses. No, they don't want Moses to look like. But there he stood, and that was Moses. How do you know that was Moses? Had a little name at my name, Moses. <laughs> What's yours? They were given some kind of a form, weren't they? I mean, they saw them. They appeared, and they had to be recognized. Now, do you know where they were? Yeah, they were in that up place. Okay? And now they were in that down place because they were standing on a hill outside of Galilee. Okay? So they did some traveling. You know, and I, how did they do I don't know. I don't know. Which tells me there's a difference, and yet there is something that is basically there. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Did you know what that said? He is not the God of the dead. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what Jesus said. You know what that means, right? They still are. Okay? But I'm telling you, they're different. We see the resurrection at the great white throne. And what does it say? Standing there in resurrection. There is both the small and the great. You know what that means? The variables are still there. All right? These people get into some of this stuff and you just sit there and go, why in the world don't you read your Bible? You will be recognizable as you. I'll have more hair. We're not sure about Nate. But anyway. (laughs) But we will. We're going to know each other. And yet we will be absolutely unique. I will be even unique to what I am now. And some of you are saying, hey, I'm glad you're about to change. Okay, now listen, I want to think about it just a second. It won't be that, you know, I have scars over both eyes. That's a long story. I just blink harder than other people. Okay, the only scars that will remain in heaven in the resurrected form are the scars for sin. And you don't have those. Only one has scars for sin. Okay, so just a note. Our basic form of who we are, glorified, but it will be glorified. And the only way I can describe it is on another level. I don't have another term for it. We will be different from this body. We will be different from each other. Okay. I will still be Terry, but I am going to be different.
Now, now think about it. If no two celestial bodies are the same and no two blades of grass are the same, what's your resurrected body going to be like? Like nothing you've ever seen before. I don't know. And I, I don't even get into speculation. I can just tell you what I've seen resurrected people do. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I'm thinking traveling through space quicker than any kind of speed limit that you and I know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. The dear saints who have died, please understand the Spirit is with the Lord. And they are waiting for that day when they will be clothed in that body. We're here. And I'm looking at our weaknesses, and this morning I'm feeling really weak, and I'm wanting that body. Okay? An old Puritan saint said this, and I quote, The graveyard of man has become the seed plots of the resurrection. Unquote. I look at it this way. The cemetery of those of God are the doorstep to the heavenlies. Just walking the threshold. Okay? So, the form of the resurrection... It will be glory manifest. I believe it is the Shekinah. You know what the Shekinah is, right? God's glory. Okay? But if you're really honest with yourselves, each of us in this room through the, the vehicle of salvation are a manifestation of what? God's glory. God's glory. First, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, We are all being transformed from what? Glory to glory. Glory to glory. Okay, it's already happening. The re redeemed souls that walk this planet in these earthen vessels are a manifestation of the glory of God. And yet there is another glory that is coming that is literally out of this world. And I'm ready. Let's pray. Father, praise be to you, the creator and sustainer of existence. Father, help us. Help us to live in light of the resurrection. Help us to live in light of this that is so massive for us to grab. Father, help us to drink deep, to rest full weight in the Lord of the Sabbath. Help us to be overwhelmed with our salvation. Help us to be overwhelmed that even though we are here terrestrial, Father, we long and we wait for that day that we will come celestial. Out of this world, Lord, your glory manifest here. And yet, Father, there's coming at a time when your glory will be manifest and it will be completely absent of sin. Help us, Lord, to walk in that truth in our life. In Christ's name, amen.